are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now what I want to talk to you in this session about is your faith can make you whole. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, let's read verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now come down to verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now notice this statement, without faith it's impossible to please God. Now sometimes we get criticized, well you just teach too much on faith. Well you know you can't be saved without faith. You can't stay saved without faith. You can't please God without faith. Somebody said, I've heard all of that faith business I want to hear. Well that means you've heard all the word of God you want to hear. Because the word of God is called the word of faith. You know why? Because it's filled with faith. God's Word is filled with faith. And if His Word is in you, then faith is in you. And how do you measure faith? By the amount of Word that's in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Jesus said, ask what you will and it shall be done. So it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, the reason for that is that it hurts the heart of God when He's made provisions and we don't enter into it. James, the fifth chapter, says, The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Now, you'll notice that it is legal and scriptural to pray for the sick. But now, when you study the New Testament, you'll find that Jesus never prayed for the sick. In fact, you'll be hard-pressed to find where the apostles ever prayed for the sick. Or where the disciples ever prayed for the sick. But now it's scriptural to do so. But they got a hold of the authority of the name of Jesus. You know, Peter and John went down to the gate beautiful. First crippled men they saw after they came out of that upper room. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And they didn't wait for the old boy to answer. He grabbed him by the hand. And I want you to know that old boy jumped up and started walking before he knew he couldn't do it. They shocked him into it. But see, the Word of God gives us insight into the healing power of God. Go with me to Matthew, the ninth chapter. And let's notice what he says concerning Jesus here. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy laying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he unto the sick of the palsy, 
Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And he arose and departed into his house. Now, let's look at Luke's gospel, his account of this incident here. I think it'll add some light to it. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, and there was Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now see, Luke brings some details into this that the other writers didn't bring. Here he says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now notice there's a multitude in this place. There's a multitude there. And it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. But now you notice them didn't get healed. Only him got healed. (laughs) But the power was there, wasn't it? There wasn't any lack of power. But now notice what he says. And behold, men brought in a bed a man that was taken with palsy, and they sought means by which to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way that they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and let him down through the tiling on his couch in the midst before Jesus. Now these fellows were determined, wasn't they? You talk about importunity. See, in the morning service, we talked about importunity of faith. Persistence. Now, they must have come with a rope and a ladder and hammers and crowbars. I mean, they expected a crowd. (laughs) And they got there, and it was just as they expected. So they went to plan B. Now, I've heard people say, well, if you're a faith man, you'll never have a plan B. They did. I imagine they had plan C too. But I mean, what would you think if he was up preaching and somebody starts tearing the roof off the place? I mean, they're trying to get in there where the power is. And then here's a whole multitude in there and they didn't get a thing. But now listen to what happened. And when he saw their faith, notice faith was involved. Not only the man's faith that was on the bed. Now, he had to have some faith because, you see, (laughs) you know, if you was crippled and they started carrying you up on the roof, if you didn't have some faith that you're going to get better, (laughs) I mean, they dropped you off that roof. You're a lot worse shape, man. (laughs) So he had to have some faith, but these guys that was taking him had faith. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the man, Thy sins are forgiven thee. Now, I want you to get a hold of this. You remember in some of the other sessions I said, Paul said, holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. You see, if your heart condemns you, your faith won't work. And I mentioned a while ago, there's some people sipping whiskey, committing adultery, and wondering why their faith won't work. You have a spiritual heart attack when you try to pray. We're going to have to live a holy life before God. The reason for that is that you've got to have a pure conscience to believe that God hears you. He hears the prayer of the righteous. And somebody said, yeah, but I'm not righteous. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, no wonder God doesn't hear your prayer. Now, let me show you something. There's a difference than a sinner saved by grace. See, when when a sinner gets saved by grace, he becomes the righteousness of God. 
I think I mentioned this in one of the other sessions, but we might as well say it here. You know why they call a prisoner a prisoner? Because he's in prison and he can't get out. You call a sinner a sinner because that's what he does best. He can't get out. But when you get saved by grace, you got out. Isn't that good news? Now, a fellow that's born again and righteous can commit sin. But it doesn't make him a sinner. First John 1 John 1.9 will get rid of that. Amen. See, I've been on death row in prison. But I was just visiting. They let me out. Amen. It's because I'm in prison didn't make me a prisoner. Amen. Because you sin does not make you a sinner. Amen. We need to get a hold of that. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A Christian is not a perfect individual. He's an individual that repents a lot. But he's quick to repent. So that's the difference in being an old sinner saved by grace. You see, if you're just an old sinner saved by grace, you're still a sinner. I mean... No, you really, if you get saved by grace, you're the righteousness of God. But if you see yourself as a sinner, you're going to keep on sinning. But awake to righteousness and sin not. Well, that's a side trip. I don't know how I got on that. But anyway, yeah, here's what it was. The man's conscience. Why did Jesus say to him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee? He's trying to get him where he can release his faith. He saw their faith. Now, you can have faith, but not able to release it. Somebody said, just had all the faith in the world that that was going to happen, but it didn't. Might have been the reason it didn't. You had all the faith in the world and didn't release any of it. You could go to the grocery store with $1,000 in your billfold. But if you don't leave some of it there, you're not going to take any groceries home. You've got to learn how to release it. And see, it takes a pure conscience to release that. And that's the ground wire. You see, I, I mentioned the other night, you could run a live wire out of these lights, and I could stand on one of these plastic chairs, which is insulated, and grab that live wire and say, well, there's no power there. But now let me reach over and get that metal pole. My eyeballs may light up because I got grounded. See, faith is what grounds you. In this whole multitude, there was not but one man got healed, and it was the man that was on the stretcher. And it says, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The multitude. But them didn't get healed. Only him got healed. Well, they got mad because Jesus said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. He said, Which is easier for me to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Arise, take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power to forgive sins. He said to the sick of palsy, I say unto thee, Rise, and take up thy couch, and go into thy house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed into his own house, glorifying God. Now there's a man that got a release of faith. Jesus said, hey man, your sins are gone. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7239, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. It's entitled, A Working Knowledge of God's Word. You know, it's not enough to know what the Bible says. We could know what the Word says and not act on it and not benefit at all. You have to hear it. You have to believe it. You have to make a decision to operate in it. 
a working knowledge of the Word of God. If you don't have enough knowledge of the promise of God to operate in it and to go in and possess the land of promise, what God has given us, then you don't have a working knowledge of the Word of God. This is one of the most important series I've ever taught. In Colossians, the first chapter, you hear the Apostle Paul saying, Whereof ye heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is unto all the world, and bringing forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard it, and knew the grace of God in truth. It began to produce from the very day that they heard the grace of God in truth. In other words, they received it, they began to act on the word of God. Now, you know, when you plant a seed, that seed has to sprout, germinate, and come up. Now, there's dry land out in the desert. There's nothing green out there. But if it rains, something will come up. Because when you water the earth, it forces the seed to produce. Some of you may know what the Word says, but don't have enough understanding of it to get it to germinate and come up and produce in your life. Now, that's what we talk about on this series, a working knowledge of the Word of God. It's offer number 7239, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.